Hello and welcome to All Things Travel. Have you ever seen any of the hundreds of movies or shows filmed in the Big Apple and thought, I'd like to go there? Today we discuss the place that Alexander Hamilton called the greatest city in the world. You're listening to All Things Travel, episode 86, original air date December 15th, 2021. So Shane, we've both traveled to New York City several times. What is it about that travel destination that makes it feel so special? My first trip to New York City was paired with a trip to Vegas. Went to New York for a few days and then Vegas for a couple of days. Man, you packed it in. Seeing that, well, you know what? This is where my er early travel planning kicked in because we were going to go to Vegas first and then New York. And then I realized, you know what? With the time difference, we're going to lose yeah, a l- big part of that day. So we reversed everything, went to New York, and then are, to Las are you Vegas. sure you just didn't have too much to drink in Las Vegas, and you were just wandering <laughs> in the, around the New York New York casino? We're going to New York. <laughs> no, no, that was that was part of the plan. Well, okay. and then the funny part is we ended up getting stuck at the airport and losing more time at the airport than we would have had if we had gone the other way. But still, between those two trips, we got a sense of the soul and the yeah. authenticity that New York has versus the glitz and glamour that yeah. Las Vegas has. So it's just a place where you can go and experience down to earth, real fun. Or if you're into that sort of thing, you can find the glamour and glitz there as well. Absolutely. I agree hundred percent. It just got a soul to it. You know, it's, it's really cool. You know, both you and I are movie geeks. We, we like to watch different TV shows And so it's fun to see those places come to life. On my last trip, we're down at Rockefeller Center watching people figure ice skate. And we're walking around all these buildings that you see in different places. It's just fun to take it all in, especially being from a smaller town in a rural area. It's just a breath of fresh air. And like I mentioned in the teaser, seeing all the places that you've seen in your favorite movies and TV shows. It's pretty cold being yeah. there. Yeah, in absolutely. It. Absolutely. So before we get into the Big Apple, I want to know where in the world is all things travel? Well, since we're talking about New York, a little place just east of New York City, Hempstead, New York. All right. Welcome, Hempstead. And since last week we were in La Villa, Illinois, I found in Hempstead there is a La Villa lounge where we could just have a few drinks and hang out with some locals. Very cool. I like it. All right. So talking about New York City, Shane, what advice would you have for, in general, visiting New York City? So this could be traveling to and from New York City, getting around while you're there, kind of thinking about where to stay. So what are some of your logistical considerations when it comes to New York City? Figure out the big things that you want to do and see if you need a reservation or tickets for it. On our most recent trip, I was a little late getting tickets to visit the Statue of Liberty. And I'd said on a previous episode, because of that, we didn't get to go up in the crown. We got to take the ferry to the island and, you know, walk around it, but didn't get to go up into the crown. I would say to plan some time walking because that's part of the fun, just walking around and seeing these sites. Something that happened to us just walking as we were coming back from seeing the Statue of Liberty and stumbled across Trinity Church. 
And we're like, oh, wow, this is where Alexander Hamilton and the Schuylers were buried. So we wandered in and we're looking around trying to find the graves. And there was a security guard there. And I guess he knows what people are, are looking for. Yeah. And Hamilton's grave was easy to find. It was the one with the lineup people taking pictures. Sure, but then sure. he told us where the, the Schuylers graves were. And yeah, just, just from taking the time to do a little walking and yeah. wandering and looking around, taking it all in. And I would add to that with walking, a lot of times walking is the most time efficient way to get around New York City. I love using the subway system, but the subway system can get backed up. And as trains slow down and as you understand the street system, walking can actually save you time. For me, Understanding what airport you're going in and out of New York makes a lot of mm. difference. So not yeah. all airports are equal. So flying into Newark, which is actually in New Jersey, is going to be very different than flying into LaGuardia, which is closest to New York City. And the transfer costs are going to be different. So not just looking at the, the cost of your flight, but what are the implications of getting into the city, either through public transportation or hiring a car or things like that? Another logistical consideration is you're going to be using public transportation like the subway. So choose where you're going to stay based on that, because you can save a lot of time and stress by knowing how to get places. Yeah, especially if you're not comfortable with public transportation, you could remove a lot of stress by just staying closer to where you are. And, and cabs are pretty easy to get. And I'm always surprised at I don't get the sticker shock from cab rides that I do in other cities. Look for the things that you want to do, the experiences that you want to have, but also find something to get out of your comfort zone, whether it's a museum or especially if you want to try some different kinds of food, you're going to find just about anything. Absolutely. There's little sections of Chinese restaurants and little sections of Puerto Rican restaurants. We found a little section of Spanish restaurants. Anything that you want to eat, you can find it there. Yeah. Yeah. So my last tip for logistics is make sure you have all the appropriate apps downloaded before you go. So you're going to be using Uber and Lyft. You're going to be using some sort of app like Google Maps to help you with public transportation. You might want to download a subway app or a train app. And then also don't forget something like DoorDash. Several times on our last trip, when we didn't want to go out for a meal, it was just as easy and more economical to order in and have DoorDash delivered directly to our hotel. So just kind of make sure you're all up to date with those kind of stuff because you will be using those mobile mobile tools. All right, Shane. So highlights of a New York trip. What are some must-dos, some fun experiences and tips with that? It really depends on what you're into. Chances are, unless unless you're just wanting to go mountain climbing or a day at the beach, you're going to be able to find what you enjoy in Absolutely. New York City. I mean, if you want to get outdoors and see some lovely scenery, Central Park is gorgeous. And then that, something that was I'm, going to be that was going to be one of mine is don't discount the outdoor spaces in New York City, whether it's Central Park, whether it's the High Line, the park around the cloisters, walking across the bridges, the yeah. Brooklyn Bridge and things like that. The outside spaces, we don't tend to think about that in New York City, but they're there and they're awesome. Yeah, I guess these older, bigger cities have more public park type spaces where you can enjoy some greenery and, and plant life. And then, of course, if you're into the shows or oh. even if you're not into the shows, yeah. I have a hard time thinking that 
even someone who can't see themselves at all enjoying a musical, just the production levels, the talent, quality, the performances, seeing the insides of these old theaters is just a fantastic experience. And obviously there are options for half price tickets, cheap tickets at Times Square with the kiosk there. But then you can obviously reserve those tickets um, and seats and everything ahead of time. I would suggest doing a balance of both. What we tend to do is we pick one or two shows we know we want to go to and get those tickets ahead of time. And then we may allow ourselves another show or even two if we're really interested or we pick up for a half price or we pick up while we're there. So, but, but Shane's right. There is just, there's something for everybody when it comes to, to Broadway and theater shows. Yeah, that's what we did. We purchased tickets in advance for two shows and then we were playing the third show by ear and we just happened to be at the Berlin theater. Wicked was showing there and we were interested in seeing Wicked. They have a lottery every day where they have some big discounts on tickets if you get picked for the lottery and we didn't get picked for the lottery, but we decided we wanted to see it anyway. And there last minute, we're able to get, I don't remember how much it was, but a really good discount on great seats. That's great. My top tip when it comes to deciding on your activities is really try to balance it out. So with museums, with shows, with outdoor times, with shopping, there's enough to do that you don't have to try to see three museums in a day you don't have to shop all along fifth avenue in a day it's much easier to spread all those things out over the course of your time there because you're like shane said you're going to pick up things you hadn't even thought about as far as activities so don't feel like you have to have the pressure of i need to see x number of this really try to find a balance You can miss a lot of where you are by rushing to the next place. So I asked my wife, Shane, she lived in New York City for two years during grad school. And we were talking about this show this afternoon. And I said, what's a highlight for you if you're talking to somebody who hasn't been to New York City or has only done kind of the the must do's in New York City? And she said, for her, it's the Staten Island Ferry because you get to see Ellis Island. You get to see the Manhattan skyline and you get to see the Statue of Liberty all relatively, not up close, but from a very unobstructed vantage point. Like you talked about you not being able to get tickets to the Statue of Liberty. That's a way for a relatively cheap cost where you can see the Statue of Liberty from the ferry, from the water. It's kind of a cool idea. And those views are spectacular. The the view of the statue as the boat is heading towards it. And I guess if you're on the Staten Island Ferry heading by it, and then the views back to the skyline, it's just spectacular. Absolutely. So next category, eating and drinking in New York City. You've already <laughs> said the variety is endless here. Be prepared to pay for it. It, it can get pretty expensive. <laughs> it, there's variety, <laughs> but it comes at a cost. You're, yeah. you're right about that. Yeah, and you also want to do a little investigation ahead of time to make sure that you have some of the right places picked out because there's also a few places that aren't as good. So speaking of that, I've got two suggestions that would fit that bill. One is in Chinatown called Vanessa's Dumplings, and this place is amazing. I've been to New York City twice. I've gone there both times. It's wonderful. They have two locations. I've been to the Chinatown one. 
So they have steamed dumplings, they have fried dumplings, they have pancakes. So that like last time I had some Peking duck pancake. So it was almost kind of like a, a Peking duck sandwich. And then the second place is the Hungarian pastry shop. And they have authentic, real pastries from Europe. And both places are absolutely wonderful. And they're not that expensive, Shane. I mean, it's it's relatively inexpensive for the, the quality of food that you're getting. Both of these places are kind of dives as far as, you know, there's limited seating, but you just feel like you're in a real place. This is as far from a Panera and a PF Chang's <laughs> as you can get. I think my favorite place in New York City, and it's because I love fish and chips, was a restaurant called Cock and Bull near Times Square. It was a little nicer, not not high priced nice, but you know nicer ambiance. But we still felt comfortable in our clothes that we were walking around sure, the city sure. in, and just the best fish and chips I've ever had. The sides were fabulous, and the price it was kind of average for New York City, more expensive than we would have paid here, but. We loved it. And it's one of the places that we know we'll definitely go back to on our next trip. Very good. My last tip here is reservations are key, especially now. Places where you didn't have to use to get reservations, you'll have to get reservations. But on the same token, a lot of places are adding online ordering. So I just mentioned Vanessa's. We were in our hotel room. The kids were finishing up homework for that morning. We got online, we ordered our order from Vanessa's, paid right there online, set our pickup time, got on the subway, took it to Vanessa's. Our order was there waiting for us, still hot and fresh and ready to go. So there are a lot more options now with ordering ahead. Like I said before, there's a lot more options for things like DoorDash or Uber Eats, but and and reservations are more and more important. This next category, Shane, what not to do in New York City. I can tell you, I have been in cities all over the world and New York City can be a little intimidating. Okay? Yes. Oh, yeah. What should we not do in New York City? What are some tips and safety ideas here? Know where you're going and, and how to get there. It's that situational awareness that you've talked about. Well, and <laughs> This is a terrible mistake. On my first trip there, had no idea what we were doing. And we flew into the airport, took the bus to Penn Station. And then from Penn Station, just thought, you know, looking at a map, thought, you know what? It's not that far to walk to the hotel. We'll just do that. And that was a huge mistake because there we were walking down the street late at night with our big suitcases, just <laughs> screaming out, yeah, we there was a are target tourists. on your back. Yep. Don't do that. And especially getting there, give yourself a little comfort and know and it's a lot easier now with ride share, we can get a, a lift or an Uber directly to your hotel. So pay attention to when you're planning ahead to make sure that you get taken right to your destination. Well, and the tip that, that I was going to share goes right along with that. Be careful with what you're carrying. So as far as if you have your luggage, you are a little more, bit more of a target. But if you have a big giant backpack versus a small side pack or you know, having a bag, like a shopping bag that sits open, you know, versus the shopping bag that's zipped up and closed and held close to your body. I find New York City to be safe, but you just have to be more aware of where you are and who's around you and making the right decisions about, like you said, with night. Maybe that's not the best time to walk around this part <laughs> of the city. 
you know, maybe it's better to visit this part of the city during the day or on the weekend when there's less folks in and out and around, you know, I mean, you just have to have kind of a heightened sense of where you are and where you're going. And I would say the same thing about visiting Fort Worth or Austin is carry your wallet in your yeah. front pocket, carry a purse, always keep it zipped and carry it over your shoulder so that it comes over one shoulder and behind your opposite shoulder and holding it in front of you. Simple things like that, just so you don't make yourself, you're not in any danger, but you don't also right. want to, you don't want to present an opportunity to anyone. Absolutely. And so for me is if you're concerned about this, a way to still experience New York City is book several walking tours or book several. I We did a Chelsea Market food tour and Highline tour while we were there. It was fabulous. It took three hours. We got to see two iconic places of New York City and Chelsea Market and the High Line. But we had a real New Yorker with us. We knew where we were going. We knew what was going to happen. That's a way to mitigate some of that uneasiness that you might feel. But overall, the number one tip is know what you're doing and kind of plan ahead. Know what subway station you're getting off at. Know how to get to your destination. It does take a little bit more work, but it will help you feel much more comfortable and safe. Speaking of transportation, stick with the apps with Uber or Lyft, or if you're going to take a cab, we ended up taking cabs more than using the rideshare. You'll recognize some cab companies that you see periodically and stick with ones that look like you've seen them before. I had a friend who, after a show, they were going to take a pedicab back to their hotel. And I don't remember the price he said, but it was outrageous versus what they would have spent for a cab or an Uber ride. So right, right. stick with the reputable companies when it comes sure. to your transportation Absolutely. around town. Absolutely. So the last category that I have here, Shane, is why New York City makes a great blank vacation. What did you choose for that? What would you say New York City makes a great vacation for what type of trip? I'm going to go with the shows. In both of our cases, we have teenagers who like to participate in the school musicals and plays. Yep, yep. And my kid knew something that I didn't. And after the shows, we would go hang out by the stage door. And after the shows, a lot of the actors yep. and actresses would come out and sign autographs. We took pictures with, I think, every single cast member from Hamilton, all well, the main characters. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So my kid has pictures with the lead that she still follows her career, the lead in Anastasia. I can't remember what show she's in now. And then when we saw Wicked, I don't know if you're familiar with Richard Chamberlain. He's in a lot of the Disney Channel shows and movies. He was the, the wizard in Wicked. And so afterward, he came out, signed a bunch of autographs, took a bunch of pictures, and then gets on a bicycle and he rides away. No, no limo, nothing like that. He got on a bicycle and rode home after. If you want to see the shows and then treat your kids to almost like a star-studded experience where they could hang out and get some pictures and autographs with the, the cast, it is so much fun for everyone. I love it. I love it. How about you? When I thought about this question, for me, New York City makes the best couples mm -hmm. or couple groups vacation. So either yeah. going with your significant other and experiencing the romance of New York City or going with several different couples and enjoying the shows, enjoying the shopping, enjoying the sights and sounds of New York City. But man, you can't go wrong. I mean, my last family trip there was amazing with my kids and my wife. I would even I would even do a solo trip to, to New York City. I, I think it's it's really 
a city that has something for everybody and probably has a lot for everybody. We could just as easily have said a great food vacation, a great drinking vacation, a great history vacation, great educational vacation. Yeah, anything. Ryan and I would love to help you plan your next amazing vacation, whether it's to the greatest city in the world or another city that's not quite as great in the world. (laughs) We're both travel advisors with Creating Magic Vacations. Contact Ryan, R-Y-A-N, at creatingmagicvacations.com or me, S-H-A-Y-N-E, at creatingmagicvacations.com. And remember, it is our job to make you the vacation planning superhero. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show so you can join us next time on All Things Travel. And remember, never stop exploring.